When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach. I'm here with Laura. Um, let's see. If you're paying attention, this is part two of our can of worms uh, episodes. Uh, we started a project last week where we wanted to talk through a specific ex- exercise and we actually never got to it. So today we're going to get through it. It's a it's an exercise that Laura uses with couples to help them have conversations that they're not inclined to have just sort of naturally. So we talk through that quite a bit. We hone it. Um, I think there's some cool stuff that comes out. As always, we bat around some stuff that has nothing to do with anything, um, but that's kind of fun. Also, there's a special guest in this episode in the middle of our ad today. So thanks to our sponsor, Paired. If you haven't downloaded that yet, I think today might be the day. But yeah, Laura and I have a good time today. I think you'll get a lot out of it. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around. Okay, so if you if you were just listening to the previous episode, um, nothing has changed. Zach and I are still, it is still a Saturday morning in, in our households. Uh, we recorded the last episode and then uh, Zach told me that I could not open the can of worms and that I had to hold off until we recorded a second episode. So this is... This is the second episode. This is us just like pausing and recording a, a second episode. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, we, okay. Uh, <laughs> we promised to be more concise and more, uh, more. Now that we got our wiggles this, out. Yeah. Now that we got our wiggles out. Yeah. Um, anything, anything new. I just, can I say this too? Can I, I just want to say this cause I, I say this a lot and I really just want to make sure that people understand and I, maybe that's boring or not, but <laughs> when I talked about last time, how in my, I think we have an important job and like I have influence at Microsoft influence in politics and influence mm-hmm. in Hollywood and influence like this podcast is a big part of it. And, um, we get to, I hope that we get to speak into people's lives in ways that help them transform their lives, which transforms their communities and transforms their world. And I just want to say like, with sincerity, thank you so much mm. that you come back and you pay attention to what we have to say. I know it sounds like trite and maybe we were asking you to buy stuff all the time. And now we're going to start asking you to spend money on Laura's fundraiser. And um, <laughs> we, have, yes, we want your reviews. And yes, we want you to support our sponsors. And yes, we want you to support the Tumor Foundation for Children and... Also, like, just go be better in your world. Go make mm. your world a better place by in your relationship. It's okay. Um, uh, thanks just for giving us a minute of your time. So we're gonna yeah we're gonna steward that well in the next half hour. I think we're just out there hoping that we have some positive impact on your lives, and hopefully, you know, having listeners like you allow us to do things like raise money um, for the cancer children cancer foundation. I'm gonna figure out how to say that. Tumor Foundation. Yeah, we need to figure. We need to sharpen our messaging for next year because the marathon is not till November. Yeah. But uh, to review, 
we got on okay. the podcast about an hour ago and we had this yeah. intention to talk about something about a can of worms that Laura has yeah. been working on in her private practice, which is a very specific activity. Instead, what we did was we dumped a can of worms out onto the <laughs> desk in front of us and we started to talk about all of the worms that we saw. And um, so if you haven't listened to that episode, maybe you're like, what are these guys talking about? But you might want to go back. I think there were some good nuggets. And if you don't go back today... We're going to talk about a kind of mm-hmm. an exercise that you've been bringing to bear that um, that maybe we're yeah. going to sharpen or refine and make kind of work better. I'm excited about it. We're going to workshop it. Yeah. Okay. We're going to workshop it because I would love the way that your brain thinks, the way like you work through metaphors and language. And uh, okay. So I actually had to Google can of worms. Like why in the English language do we use this whole idea? And am I using it correctly? All right. So the idea it. of like a can of worms, I looked up the definition. Uh, (laughs) the English language is so weird, but it says, if you say that someone is opening a can of worms, you're warning them that they are planning to do or talk about something that is much more complicated, unpleasant, or difficult than they realize and that it might be better left alone. So when I'm working with couples and I said, I'm working really hard to make sure that my time with them is, is important. It's intentional. And it feels like a win. Many couples are saying, Laura, we come to therapy because we want to open the can of worms in session with you. And then Mm -hmm. we want to put the lid back on. We want to go back to our lives when we're not in therapy. I'm like, okay, Mm. all right. So let's make a can of worms. And that's actually what I've been working on. And this started with you talking about um, how you wanted to be efficient in sessions because you were super aware that uh, the clock was ticking and that, you know, every minute costs, you know, $5 or whatever it costs. Yeah. Um, and you're talking about how sometimes you get massages and that's not, you know, and I'm like thinking, oh, yeah, by minute eight, I'm like, am I really enjoying this? Cause I just spent, mm-hmm. you know, $30 on the last eight minutes. Was it effective? Mm-hmm. Does it feel like it's doing uh-huh. what I want it to do? Um, and a lot of couples, by the way, we feel like we can wander around on the podcast because it costs you nothing. It costs you nothing to listen to this. <laughs> you are using your own free time. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't like it, you can move on. Um, yeah. but thank you for sticking with us and giving us a five-star review for those that do enjoy. Zach Jeez, we're going to stop. We're going to stop selling you stuff. We yeah. might have an ad somewhere in here, in This, but <laughs> let's promise not to sell them anything. Hey, everybody. Welcome. And thank you for listening to this advertisement on Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach, and I'm here just now with my wife, Rebecca. Say hi, Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. We've been talking for a while now about the Paired app. And today I thought we'd get a real live testimonial. So what do you think, babe? I love it. Okay. I mean, every day we get a new question that mostly, mostly, most of the time I've never heard of before. And then we get a chat about it. It's kind of fun. Right on. So we're talking about an app called Paired that Rebecca and I both downloaded to our phones and then we got paired together. That's that's what it's like. Rebecca thinks it's called Parrot, but we call it, it's called Paired, P-A-I-R-E-D. I mean, of course we got paired together. <laughs> We're married. You wouldn't that's ask someone else. You get paired else. with your partner, yeah. Yeah, I would hope you wouldn't ask someone else. Right, I, I did it. Okay, good. And then we get questions and quizzes and games to help us stay connected. For example, I recently learned something I didn't know the day it asked us, what? Do you find sexiest about your partner? Well, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. But I'm I'm not going to reshare that here. Um, okay, babe, it's fine. <laughs> but I know what I know. You do. All right. So so the deal is that you each get a prompt every day, and you don't get to see your partner's answers until you both completed the prompt. So again, there's quizzes and games and questions. It's a really playful way to work on the relationship. So 
You want to do it? Do you want to read the call to action? Yeah, of course. Right, you go. bet. Okay. You got to put your best advertisement voice on. Okay. Okay, here we go. Whether you're just a few dates in or have been together for a long time, it's time to lighten the mood and have fun with your partner by using Paired. Head to Paired.com backslash M-T-R to get a seven-day free trial and 25% off if you sign up for a subscription. Just head to P-A-I-R-E-D.com slash M-T-R to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using Paired. A happier relationship starts here. Thanks, Rebecca. You're welcome. Uh, Thanks, everybody. And now back to the show. This is an actual exercise that you and your partner can do um, because what ends up happening is that there are uh, topics that I think couples sort of envision like these are the topics that are the can of worms. These are the ones that we don't talk about. These are the topics that we avoid. And maybe it's sex and maybe it's finances and maybe it's the affair that happened 13 years ago. Or maybe it's, you know, whether or not we want to have another kid or maybe it's the fact that we had several like... uh, children who didn't come to fruition because we decided that it was time to focus on our career or it was a stillbirth or, I mean, there's so many things that we tread very lightly around Mm. in relationships. And part of what my couples are saying is thank you, Laura, for creating a safe space. We're ready to talk about the hard shit. Mm. And so I'm having them physically create can of worms. If you are, uh, in my practice and you listen to this podcast, you're like, Hey, yeah, we did do a can of worms. So, uh, this is an exercise that you can do with your partner. You need paper, you need pencil. Um, you need like a Mason jar, like one of those big Mason jars, um, and scissors. And what I have couples do is they go through and individually on the strip of paper, they're creating one topic. Um, and it needs to be specific enough that when you pull out a strip of paper, you can read it and it says something like, uh, you know, resigning from your position or, you know, it's a topic. Will we have a second child? So you're going to create a list and on each slip of paper is a topic that is hard for the two of you to talk about. Maybe you're revisiting it. Maybe you've never had the conversation before and you're going to write it on this strip of paper. Those are your worms. You're going to fold it up and you're going to put it in the mason jar. Okay. So that's the setup. Then uh, with me. Yeah. How do I do that without getting flooded or angry or uh like set up like in the narrative of like oh hey i'm gonna talk about this like how do i how do you recommend that we that we create this list because they're they're hot button topics right mm-hmm. like how do we do that without you know getting upset mm. well i think number one when you're writing something down rather than talking to your partner about it, it that actually helps you to stay uh, you know, in your body, I guess, like to rather than getting flooded. So you're not talking about it right now. All you're doing is Mm -hmm. the setup and basically saying, Hey, there's a lot of things in my head that I avoid talking to you about, or I would, Mm -hmm. I would like to clear the air. I would like to remove these huge boulder Mm. relationship conversations. Um, but I don't know how to do it. So can I put something in the jar without your consent? What do you mean? 
Like, can I be like on a Tuesday, be like, oh yeah, I want to talk about that time that she mm-hmm, went to the grocery store and spent uh, $500 without asking. And yeah, and I, yeah. I wrote it down. I came home and I put it in the jar and you still haven't, you're still at home. You're like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to be in agreement. It's, it is your can of worms. Like the topic that's hard for you to talk about may be very different from the topic that's hard for your partner to talk okay. about. Like your partner okay. may want to talk about the, you know, they want to open the relationship up and you have no idea. <laughs> they're going to write it on the strip of paper and they're going to put it in the jar. So now you have <laughs> a jar of all of the topics that you may have avoided, you feel uncomfortable and you're <laughs> afraid of talking about it. Okay. Okay. The most important piece is if we're going to think about this kind of like a game is every game has rules that you have to follow. This is where I wanted your help. All right. In order to create safety around the jar, the can of worms, and opening the can of worms, I would like for us to establish sort of like the rules of the game. Um, The first rule of the game is the timeline. There has to be a timeline that's established that like when we sit down and we are going to do the hard work of let's open up the jar and let's grab one strip of paper and let's discuss it. Having a finite Mm. amount of time that you discuss that is really important and it has to be abided by. So I'm just wondering kind of like an arbitrary number. What do you think would be a fair amount of time that you would feel comfortable saying, all right, I'm willing to dive into the the hard stuff to do the hard stuff. Um, but I'm only willing to do it for this amount of time. How long do you think it should be mm-hmm. for? Okay. Can I go on a little bit of a tangent to answer this question? Of course. That's why we have a podcast that you pay nothing to listen to. <laughs> I, okay. Here's, here's what I think. I think um, it's evoking for me the memory of a couple that was in my practice. I've talked about them before. You might've heard me describe that they created for themselves something called couch time. Yeah. And couch time for them was as closely as possible replicating what the experience of being in my office was. So in my office, you sit on a couch in my office. The appointment is 50 minutes long in their case. In my office, there's an assumption that you're on your best behavior in my Mm -hmm. office. There is a third party present in my office. There is a, you know, so they created for themselves this notion that they called couch time, which meant that Mm -hmm. they could request it at any time. And it was, um, that they would meet on their couch in their house uh-huh. um, with the agreement that they would both be on their best behavior. And I think they targeted about 50 minutes, like 50 minutes was kind uh-huh. of the, the outside length of couch time. Yeah. So I care a lot about context. Uh, I care uh-huh. more about context than I care about content, um, particularly when it comes to couples talking to each other. So you've got a, you've got a jar full of content, right? This literally is a jar full of content mm-hmm. that we want to discuss. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right to establish the rules. That's context. And it almost doesn't matter as long as you agree. But if you're asking me a direct question about how long do I think you should allow for a can of worms conversation, I would put it at 50 minutes at the maximum. Mm-hmm. Right. And I would, but I would protect it with 50 minutes when we're on our best behavior there are, oh, right. here's another thing that's true about my office. There's no distractions. Like people aren't answering their right. phones or checking their texts when they're in my office. Yeah. Um, you're on your misbehavior. We've limited our distractions. We have a space that we go to that is designed to, to kind of hold this conversation. Mm-hmm. And we have a timeline so that if we're done, you know, we, we're done. We're not going to beat it to death. We're not going to extend ourselves beyond either one of our limits. Um, 
And then inside of that 50 minutes, of course, you have to still build skill, but that that's the simple answer to your question about mm -hmm. how long would I make it? Yeah. Because essentially I'm going to go through my, my couples, by the time we get to the can of worms, um, they're skilled. They have learned how to have okay. quality conversation with each other. But what I'm okay. doing is I'm saying, I understand that th these are topics that you uh, want to talk about. And it's very mm. expensive for you to come into my office and for us to open the can of worms um, every time. If you want to, great. But this is also something I want our couples to have at their ready that they can do without coming to see Zach or Laura. You can create Okay, so I think that's actually a really important point. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a really important point I want to emphasize is that I don't think I grasped this when you first started talking, but this is an activity for skilled skilled couples who are coming in mm -hmm. with an awareness of kind of what they want to do, why they want to do it, and that they have confidence that they can do it. This isn't like, hey, I just listened to your podcast and I thought I'm going to put a bunch of topics in a jar and just talk about yeah. them, you know. Okay, cool. Okay, that's good. Hold on. Confidence is a to huge know. word, a huge piece of the puzzle. Is uh, these couples have been walking on eggshells, not talking about these topics because they don't have the confidence mm. that the conversation is going to go well. So here's what I'm doing I'm creating the context uh, for them to be able to have a skilled conversation. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. think you need to come and learn all the skills from me or Zach or one of our workshops in order to have a hard conversation. But I think you have to say, we're going to have this conversation when it's distraction free. We're going to do it in our basement on our special couch, not in you know our bedroom that we're holding sacred. Um, mm. We're going to show up as our best behavior, distraction free. We're going to be kind to each other and it's time limited. Um, so that's, that's what I would do is sit down with your partner once you have your jar and how can you create confidence this conversation is going to go well by establishing the rules, the explicit agreement of how these, how we're going to play with the jar? Um, the, I will say that this is a Zach thing. When you pull a strip mm. of paper out, let's just say that it is, I want to talk about, um, you know, the $2,000 that you lost gambling last month. That's a big sure. topic. We haven't talked about mm -hmm. it. I want to talk about it is mm -hmm. before you do anything is you agree on what's the purpose of us discussing this. Why are we talking? Why about are we this? talking about it? You use three D's. I went into also, it's funny, three R's. Uh, I've been kind of like embodying you in session. So the three Channeling D's is me, yeah. uh, dreaming, discussing, mm -hmm. deciding. Are we dreaming mm -hmm. out loud? Are we discussing? Mm -hmm. Are we deciding we're going to make a decision? Um, I forget what the three R's. There was one that was like repair, um, I can't remember what the others are. Safe flight repair, safe flight replace. That's a new commercial jingle. We're going to put a commercial not, jingle on every new. episode from now on. Yeah. That's an old one. This episode it's new to our podcast. To safe flight. Safe yeah. flight. <laughs> our actual sponsors are like, can you sing our jingles? Because we're the ones that are paying you to have. Yes, yeah. we will. We will sing your jingles. Um, so that's one thing that I would say is like on the piece of paper, make a list of what the purpose of the conversation could potentially be. Can you imagine Zach, like just brainstorm with me? I have three, right? Like the dream, are we dreaming? Are we discussing? Uh -huh. Are we deciding? Are we repairing? Are we, uh -huh. what are some other purposes of a conversation? Well, I think, well, first of all, I think repair should be the primary reason you have any of these can, can worms conversations anyway. There's something 
there's a reason those things went in the jar. They created yeah. a, a sense of disrepair. And to talk about them is to seek repair, I think should be like the, the goal. Sometimes the goal. people show up at these conversations and they want to litigate or they want right. to win or they want an apology or they want to punish somebody. And all of okay. those things uh, need to be sort of checked because I don't want to have a can of worms conversation with my competitor. I want to have right. a can of worms conversation with my partner, with my collaborator. And mm-hmm. the collaboration is in search of repair is, would be my bias. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have other agendas, let's, we can name them, but that's, yeah. that would be my. So repair is really important. Oh, I remembered another one and it doesn't have to be repair. It could be, I want to talk about retirement that that's not necessarily like we're seeking repair. It's just, this is a conversation we haven't had. It is on my okay, mind. That's fair. It's in the can of worms, yeah. right? So maybe you're dreaming at that point. Um, mm-hmm. The other one is understanding. I'm just seeking to understand you. I just want to hear you. Uh, another one might be, I want to have this conversation because I need to feel validated. I need to feel uh, like I'm valid in my feelings and thoughts, whatever that might be. Why are you laughing? I was watching, we were watching a Hallmark Christmas movie the other day. And um, this, it was actually Hallmark's knocking it out of the park, by the way. A lot of people have problems with Hallmark Christmas movies, they've got all kinds of issues, but. Well, they um, started bringing in same sex couples and a little bit more diversity, which bit, is nice. A little bit more diversity. A little yeah. bit yeah. more but diversity. A <laughs> little bit. There's also more, more diverse plot lines because the plot line that everybody knows is, oh, this affected young professional woman goes to this small uh-huh. town called Christmaston and she hates Christmas, but she meets her boyfriend and, or meets uh-huh. the guy who has a single child, you know, whatever. So anyway, side point in the one that we were watching, this girl says to this other lady who's having a panic attack, she says, do you want to feel, do you want to, do you want to be hugged, heard, do you want to be heard, hugged or helped? Hugged, heard, helped or hugged, I think is what she says. Oh, I like that. And uh, yeah, no, it's pretty, it's kind of a trope right now that's bouncing around a lot of like mm. TikTok-y social uh, mental health stuff. Mm. Abby called me the other day and she was having a little panic attack about her final exams. And I just said, <laughs> I said, do you want to be helped, heard or hugged? And she goes, she chuckles, she laughed. She goes, yeah. uh, is heard, it going to end heard, up I like guess? painted on, you know, signs that you hang in Live, your Live, laugh, love. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, um, but to your point, I think like when somebody starts talking about their issue, right. I also care about context in terms of like consent building. Like, what do you want right now? Do you want to be helped? Yeah. Do you yeah. want to be heard or do you want to be hugged, comforted, you know? Mm. And so- I can appreciate that if, if the topic comes out and maybe it's not your handwriting, it's the other person's handwriting. Right. I think the first right. question is, what do you want out of this conversation? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. as you okay, have been so, saying, so, all right. And then like there's three that. H's if you want them. Yeah. <laughs> we gave you three D's and we gave you three H's. You're welcome. Uh, and eventually okay. you're going to remember your three R's and we'll be all set. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any other, I won't, I won't remember the three R's, but okay. is there any other I guess, rules that you might put around this? Cause I've been thinking a lot of it, like almost like a game and what do you need and games? Like how do they end? Is it that somebody wins and what does a win feel? Mm-hmm. How, how it ends. Mm-hmm. And we know that there's a timeline that you've put on it, but I had a question for you. What happens when you get to the end of your 50 minutes? Or by the way, I, I had this conversation with a couple and one per- partner said, I can only handle 30 minutes. I, I fled really mm-hmm. easily, which is very true for a lot of people. Um, Mm -hmm. and I can only, I can only show up for a can of worms conversation if I know it's going to end in 30 minutes. And I was like, cool. Mm -hmm. And the partner said, oh, I could go for 60 minutes. And I, 
Yeah. I was like, well, if yeah. you can go for 16, they can go for 30. You got to go with the lowest common denominator. You're, you're going for 30 yeah. minutes. Um, yeah. Or my brain would say, go, all right, label it 45. And then you stretch a little bit and you stretch a little bit because you're going to get more than you want and you're going to get less than you want. And that's actually kind of at the heart of compromise. How would you, how would you decide that like you open the jar of can of worms? Yeah. But like, what if you don't get to the end of the topic or you don't, you don't, you only hear one part. Do you put it back in the jar? That's the question that I have for you of what would you do yeah. if you don't feel like it's resolved or you don't feel like you've understood your partner or you didn't get to a space where it felt like we can take this out of the can of worms. Do you just put it right back? Okay. Do you, one part, partner um, said we tape it to the top and I was like, oh. Yeah, maybe tape it to the top. Now you got like a chia. That, that was popping into my head. Okay. Like, let's do this again. I mean, it's, it's hard, right? You guys, again, this is skilled couples who have an interest in repair and who are collaborating. Mm -hmm. If I just tape it to the top, keep taping it to the top, keep taping it to the top. Like maybe my topic is getting beat. Like, I don't know, maybe I would ask for help if you can't, if it's a topic that you can't solve within the context of the rules that you set, mm -hmm. or you can't, you can't get to the end. Yeah. I always, my, my, the hair always perks up on the back of my neck when people talk about, Oh, this isn't resolved. And I'm like, no, most of them aren't resolved. That's right. But you can get to repair by saying, okay, thank you so much for taking the time right. to execute this exercise with me effectively. And I really appreciate that we got to do that together. Even if we didn't get to the end of this content, right. um, I, trust has been built because we mm -hmm. successfully hurt each other. And I think mm -hmm. that's actually the goal. Trust yeah. building. It's not yeah. resolving. Right. So I, that is a really important piece that as you are creating the rules, the boundaries for this conversation, maybe put in big, bold uh, letters at the top. Understand that when you take a strip of paper, a worm out of the jar, you will not solve it. The majority of problems that are in the jar are unsolvable. It's just mm. that you're trying to create, like just you said, why they're in the trust. Jar and connection. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the goal is let's not have these topics that we dance around, we avoid, we have eggshells and it creates distance between the two of you. Let's make it a little more visual. Like these are the things that we are aware mm -hmm. of that's creating distance. And when we sit down and we commit to having these hard conversations that are going to go better because you put some rules around them that you're going to just create more trust with each other. Um, and then, and then the other pieces, how do you end it? I want there to be an agreement of like, do we hug? Do we thank each other mm -hmm. for having these mm -hmm. hard conversations? And I love having some kind of physical intimacy at the end. Yeah, I'm, I'm not agree. talking about sexual. That yeah. is a way of saying, okay, this is a ritual that we've done and let's appreciate that mm -hmm. we sat down. We did some hard work today. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I love that. I, I agree. I think there should be some kind of, uh, connection. I think, um, I often say to couples, there's a reason we talk about makeup sex. There's mm -hmm. a reason that we elevate makeup sex as say better than normal sex. And it's because we've come through something together that has generated intimacy for us. And we're sort of sealing the deal, this kind of repair deal with uh, something that looks like recovery. And I think, you know, if you think about the can of worms as a thing that is designed to generate intimacy, you know, bring us closer together because we've, we've successfully navigated something difficult why not target makeup sex? Why not target the the long makeup hug or the, you know, why not seal the deal with, uh, with the, some kind of symbol of your, of your shared connection. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that could be really, really powerful. Yeah. Um, 
you know, in terms of how to end it, you know, if the timer goes out, respect the timer, right? And you say, right. okay, 100%. Oh, this didn't really work. And we already have our rule about what do we do with this topic if we feel like it's not ready to come out of the jar? Do we tape it to the top? Do we outsource it? Do we ask for help? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. do we put it back in? You know, that, you know, we have those rules, but I think you got to protect these spaces um, and then move on and then like move on. Go ahead and go ahead and get dinner. Go ahead and, yeah. you know, have the next thing. I mean, being in a relationship like this is playing the long game. It's really playing yeah. the long game, which means you got to, you got to protect the conflict time with non-conflict time as well. Or the, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to be conflict. Yeah. I think about the, the change, the space, like, thank you. Now we're going to leave mm-hmm. the couch in the mm-hmm. basement. We're going to go upstairs yep. and we're going to cook, right? Like ha- yep. leave the yep. space, have I also really, by the way, if you're going to have these hard conversations, go for a freaking walk. I just Uh, think there's so uh much power in two of you getting out and get into nature, walk side by side. Um, I didn't mention this, but one thing that our couples do in our practice is that there's a speaker and there's a listener and it is protected (laughs) that you are going to talk. We don't do this on the podcast because we talk over each other. You're going to talk and I'm just going to listen. And, um, when I'm listening, I'm listening for feelings. I'm listening to validate you. I'm listening to empathize. I'm not listening for the counterpoints. Like you don't have to feel like you have to litigate your position. And I think that can be helpful to add in of like, what would make this conversation go really well? How can we create that safe space so that we can talk about this? And if you decide as a couple, I'm going to talk and then you're going to listen and then you're going to get a chance to talk and I'm going to listen. We're not going to interrupt each other. That's probably really helpful too. Yeah. All right. That was Um, my can of worms. Yeah, no. And I could run, I mean, again, I could run away with this. Like the idea, do you remember that we talked to that guy? I don't actually think it came from him. might've been somebody in my practice, but I have a couple that I'm aware of anyway. And one of their commitments to each other is they don't argue inside the house. Mm. Um, Hmm. And the way that they, the way they justify that to themselves is that they, they, they say, oh, if we argue inside the house, the the house, the roof, the ceiling holds the tension inside of the house. Uh huh. Okay. Like it, um, like it, like it will talk about it, but it's still there because it hits the roof. So they do, yeah. they talk about everything on a walk. It's like so they energy. talk about it and it gets to go yeah. up into the sky or something, you know? Sure. So I think whatever works for you is cool and you should pursue that. Um, but I, I like the idea. The other thing that it, it, that that I'm sort of encouraged by as you describe this activity is just thinking about the jar getting emptier. Right. Like, let's say you let's say after this episode, you're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's fill up our jar. And now you've got, you know, 10 or 12 pieces of paper in this jar that's yeah. sitting there on your kitchen counter. And to watch it over time get emptier, I think it could be a really powerful symbol for your family. Um, yeah. Just to say, oh, yeah. Um, and I think. You know, I, I said this to a client yesterday and I was like, that's powerful. I'm going to put that on. I'm going to make that a meme. I'm going to put it on the podcast. But it's it's basically this, which is nobody likes to work. Nobody likes to work. Maybe there are people who like to work, but everybody likes to play. Nobody likes to work. Everybody likes to play. So let's turn the work into play. Um, let's, you know, and so I think that's a little bit of what this exercise yeah. invites. And particularly yep. if you can watch your your jar get emptier, that that could be really mm-hmm. cool. And I so. will say, I think that this also came out of uh, the idea that when couples come to therapy, 
often there's one partner that is more uh, vocal about addressing Uh what's going on. And I have heard Uh the complaint come up often. So really what I've been doing, Zach, and this started about a month ago when I did this whole lecture, right? Like how to be effective Uh as a therapist and how to maintain Uh happy Uh clients Uh is making sure that each partner feels like they have a voice in therapy and that their concerns get the appropriate amount of airtime. And so this popped into my head one day where I was kind of like, you know what, what if you guys wrote your concerns down on strips of paper, the strips of paper go in the jar and we just pull out, uh, you know, just one topic. And it could be that we talk Mm -hmm. about two of hers, you know, in a row, and then your concern gets talked about, but we know that it's fair. And I just wanted to level the playing field when one partner is a little more vocal about their needs in therapy. And that often gets tended to Uh, how, how can I rebalance it in some way? Uh Um, Uh So yeah, that was important. Uh All right, let's land this plane. Um, I got my can of worms out, which is great. And I also wanted to ask for questions from listeners because I would love to specifically lean into answering some of your relationship questions. If you have them, send them to info at marriagetherapyradio.com. We'll be collecting them and then we can just lean into some of the questions. We'll do like a mailbag around Christmas or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or several Um, mailbags. I would love that. Okay. Yeah, right on. All right. Cool. Well, we did good. I am proud of us. And um, <laughs> I we just want to again say thank you. Thank you to all of you guys who are listening and hanging out with us. And uh, we look forward to, to ha- ha- hanging out with you in the next year. We're like, I don't know. Oh, you know what? Hey, when what? this episode comes out, I'll yeah. be at Disneyland. You're going to Disneyland again? Yeah. That sounded really yeah, critical. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me. Wow. You're going to well, Disneyland. A... That's so cool. Yeah. I, I get. I get, I get free tickets every year. So, and they always expire by the end of the year. So I've taken Mary How? three years in a row. How do you get free tickets matter. to Disneyland? Okay. doesn't matter. That's not important right now. I'm What's important a story is that every, why. <laughs> every year I take Mary yeah. and we have a bonding moment and yeah. it's like a, like a little bonding trip. And this year she was being a butthole. So I decided to take Rebecca instead. And so Rebecca yeah. and I are going to Disneyland and we're just going to walk around as adults and She's yeah. been picking out her outfit. She's she's so excited to oh, dress up like adorable. Winnie the Pooh or Minnie Mouse or something. And we're taking our yeah. neighbors, uh, Jeff and Tyler. They're uh, they're our next door neighbors, and they uh, are Disney freaks. And the four of us are just going to go play for a couple of days. Okay. And then I'm going to a conference. So I'm technically I'm going to a conference and also Disneyland, but really I'm going to Disneyland and then also a conference. Is but, this um, the conference that's happening with Esther Perel? No, that that's conference? in February. No, Golly, that's you're busy. but I am going to a conference to, um, to try and get some players to come hang out with us on the podcast. It's I called the that. evolution of okay. psychotherapy. And there's a lot of like big time speakers and I'm going to make sure that I get up and go, Hey, get it. Uh, Hey, want to come on our podcast? Yeah. Anyway. That's a great idea. Here's my business card. Just kidding. I don't have a yeah. business card. <laughs> I'm thinking okay. about getting some printed, but I'm at least going to have an yeah. envelope with, uh, yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. I was okay. about to say Merry okay. Christmas to everybody, but what I meant to say instead was Happy Holidays. I'm having fun at Disneyland. And then we'll tell you Happy Holidays uh, in the next episode. Let's lay on this plane. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Um, our email info at marriagetherapyradio.com comes directly to me, my inbox. And I would love for you to ask questions that we can answer on the podcast. Uh, second, if you're into iTunes reviews, like go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. If it's not a five-star review, then send us an email and tell us how we can do better. Um, and then finally, I am always going to mention this from now until probably November. Uh, check out our website, marriagetherapyradio.com. You'll find information on there for the Children's Tumor Foundation that I'm raising money specifically for NF research. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.